Should we talk about Gallibrate? Mana is the president, and Narvin's loud in his dissent, and Leela has wise things to say, and they all live on Gallibrate. We're master thirds who love this show. We have lots of opinions, though, so come on in and come to stay, and let's talk about Gallibrate. And I think it would be hard to talk about this without at the very least talking about how the last one ended no nothing ended like that it's all fine everything's fine <laughs> everyone is completely fine Narvin's on a farm with his chickens and so is Romana and so is Leela and everyone's fine and Time War 4 is just going to be Brax finds them and they all shout at him for a bit and then get married and live happily ever after the end yep yep <laughs> that's the end that's the end of this mini episode uh, thank you for listening this has been the part of Wrestling. Bye. <laughs> I am on the time of dosses. Today is Benjamin Franklin Day. Really? Time that is revealing itself as an American website. Yeah. Look, Benjamin Franklin was an internationalist, so... <laughs> he loved France and England. Let's go fly a kite there. <laughs> 35 even? Yep. Yep, sounds good. I don't okay. have my script up. Do you want to go off script for this one? This is the part of wrestling unscripted. <laughs> <Did it all. laughs> I meant more a bit about pronouns, but sure. <laughs> the part of wrestling after dark. <laughs> no. Part of wrestling nights. <laughs> now we're allowed to swear, except we've always been doing that, but now we're crazy, allowed to. Crazy nights. Now I'm trying to swear. Now I'm not trying to swear less. Um. <laughs> Or well, maybe it's the reverse. Maybe after dark we have to not swear. Oh, well, biscuits. Well, considering <laughs> we've made, or I've made Eminem's Guess Who's Back, Brax's theme song for uh, Time War 4, you know, then you know, perhaps swearing goes out the window at that point. <laughs> not Backstreet's Back. Backstreet's back, alright. <laughs> no. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Look, I was looking at houses earlier, um, and there was one called Irving House. Like, come on. Did I show you guys the thing in Portland that is Brax's TARDIS? No. There's okay on the corner. I shit you not of Irving Street. <laughs> there is a big art installation that's like. It's got, like, a bicycle seat in it, but the outside is shaped like an eye. Like, made out of metal, right? A very abstract eye. It is totally a TARDIS. It is totally Brax's TARDIS, and it's on Irving Street. I can't even. I will I will look it up for you. We will put I it in the podcast Twitter. I'm trying to find a picture of whatever this is. Yeah. That is Braxia Tells TARDIS. You cannot tell me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, I can see that. I can definitely yeah. see it. There you go. Where's the door? Yeah, that's the only... Do you, like, maybe jump through that sort of circular bit? Or maybe it's just, like, in the no, base. No, uh, there's just no... Oh, for, like, to turn it into a proper TARDIS? Yes. Yeah. If you're, like, sitting in the driver's seat, maybe there's, you know... Oh, you get, like, teleported keyhole. in... <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, to be fair, how how do you get inside a grandfather clock or a pillar? Exactly. I mean, a grandfather clock, you open the door and then you just like squeeze through. And a pillar, I I guess maybe there's a hole on top and you just need to be really good at climbing. <laughs> there's all a chameleon filter, you know, there's a secret somewhere that you can slip into and it's all good. It's probably something really melodramatic. <laughs> Right, so, if we are indeed going off script, welcome to the Pot of Wrestling. This is special a, edition. a special mini-sode, uh, where we talk about our predictions and wishes and thoughts about Gallifrey Time War 4, which, Fears. if we do... Fears is the word you're looking for. <laughs> yes, we talk about our fears and anxieties for an hour. Well, I don't know if it's going to be an hour. It's probably not if it's a mini-sode. Also known as the Scott Hancock grievance list. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully this should come out at some point around the 1st of February. Uh, so that you can listen to it before Time War 4. Which probably won't drop until like, like, you know, like the last day of February. You know, because I'm that's just saying what they usually finish. do. <laughs> I'm just saying big finish. My birthday is on the 5th of Feb. I'm just saying big finish, my birthday's on the 2nd of Feb. Oh yeah, true, you get to win that one. <laughs> anyway, this has nothing to do with Time War 4, which is what we should yes. be talking about. So, we're at sort of different places as people on this podcast. You may have noticed Scar is not here. They are not here because they have only heard up to the end of Time War 1, so they're not in a place to speculate on Time War 4. Um... I am the next weirdest, furthest outside of being part of this conversation because I really don't like any spoilers for Gallifrey, including the episode descriptions. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm going to pop out off at some point in this podcast and let everybody else talk about those. Pretty much all I know about Time War 4 is the cast list at this point. Whereas... I know Finn's read everything. Which I'm yes. very fine about. <laughs> Including the the recent Vortex magazine article? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and there was a DWM article this month as well. Oh, also. I have not seen that one. Okay, so Chris is the one who's read everything. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to start, Jane? So, the later seasons of Gallifrey I've only ever heard once. Each. I've been very slow about listening to them. By later seasons, I mean everything after season six and, you know, certain significant people in season six whose names I'm not allowed to say. Um, so I'm really looking forward to us re-listening for the podcast. Basically, the big things I remember about Time War 3 are there was some very good content to do with Romana and Narvin snuggling up in a pile of furs in front of a fire overnight. A plus was a fan of that. And at the end Romana does something incredibly stupid in a very Romana-ish way. And what I am expecting of Time War 4 is hopefully to correct Romana being very stupid. You don't get Leela to trust you again by lying to her more, Romana! What is wrong with you, my love? <laughs> okay. Yes. That's where I am. <laughs> That's a good place to be. I agree. 
Romana Devora Trelunder, what is wrong with you? I mean, we know the answer to that one. <laughs> <sighs> yes, it's that she's Romana. Depression. That, that too. too. How do you solve the problem? <laughs> You're very musical I mean, today, Chris. <laughs> I don't know why. Does that make does that that makes Brax Captain Ron Trap, which is a bit of a <laughs> weird image, you know. But you know, lives in a big house. Seven children. Oh, he's got eight. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's not canon. No. Um. So yeah, it's like. Yeah, sorry about something you have to cut there, editing Finn, because that's not going to make any sense to anyone. Oh no, I was going to explain it. <laughs> oh god. A couple of people have been interested in streaming it, so like, if I people want so. to, I'd be so down for that. Yeah. <laughs> We played this game called Crusader Kings 3 together, which is sort of a... It's a bit like Civilizations. You're the ruler of some region, and you have to rule that place, and then you make decisions like, do you want to conquer more land? Do you want to just focus on making the land you have very good? And then you have, like, court intrigue and... 1066, the simulator, except you're the king. <laughs> The relevant thing to this podcast is that our king is named Petty King Irving. Petty King Irving Brexia Telleth Monster. Yeah. King of the witches. Uh, he's a witch. <laughs> and he does indeed have eight children, except the world thinks it's nine. I'm so <laughs> mad at Irving II. It's a his, long story. His eldest son, Irving II, <laughs> had an affair with Irving I's wife. And now they have a child. Not, not, not his, his own mother. mother. <laughs> yes. It's all very Hamlet, which is very Brax. Extremely Brax. <sighs> so, right, do we want to maybe focus in on... Time war <laughs> Well, I was going to say, do we want to maybe focus in on sort of one character? What we expect, what, one sort of storyline? I mean, we kind of had a few... That have sort of been left. I mean, we have Nila and Narvin and Rayo going off somewhere, and we have Romana being left there, being completely fine. And we know sure. Brax is going to show up in some capacity, and we know we're going back to Gallifrey, and Vesalon's going to be there, and Livia's going to be there, Livia. and Mantis. So, do well, we want to maybe focus on one of those and, and talk about our thoughts about it? In a we have an. Not spoiling episode descriptions and trailers and stuff way. We have an unguarded Romana just sitting around for the first time in heaven knows how long. <laughs> Obviously, that's where Brax is going to show up. There's no other possibility. <laughs> Specifically because she's unguarded. <laughs> yeah, some... A vulnerable, alone Romana <laughs> just needing somebody to hug, obviously, yeah. in his mind. Not actually needing somebody to hug, needing somebody to snark at, but, you know, <laughs> the principle stands. I mean, she could probably use a hug at this point. Yeah, probably. True, but she won't. The, the way you said an unguarded Romana <laughs> brought to mind for me, there's a Romana loose in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Romana losing the unity. No. 
I can't, I can't, I can't have that conversation right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Not until the horse is actually out of the hospital. We're recording this on the 17th of January. It's relevant to know. But yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I do agree. Um, I, I, yeah, I think that's very much what they're going to go with. Another Braxex Machina. Except I don't know if that one is a Braxex Machina, because usually that's Brax showing up to rescue somebody. Romana's just chilling. Like, um, it would be a reverse Braxex Machina. A Brax admitting he's showing up just because he wants to. Um, Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Jane? Have are I forgotten that Romana's are, not fine? Are you sure you listened to the end of Unity? Yeah. I did, but I've forgotten everything. Okay, so here's a refresher. Other than Romana was very stupid. Okay, Romana's it... not fine. Um, Romana is not A traditional Braxex. Do, oh, do you, fine. Do you want to know how it, it does end? Yeah. Um, Remind so me. It ends with Romana facing up against the Daleks, and she has this whole speech about how she loves her friends, and she's dying to save them, and then the Daleks exterminate her. And At the very least, well, we didn't she, see it, obviously, because... And, and she shouts, only. I'm regenerating! She specifically didn't do that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, that's earlier on. That's really? another episode. Yeah, no, what what we get is, like, the, the last thing we hear is the Daleks going, exterminate. I could have sworn that she did what she did with the Moros, but, hey, this won't show my mind. I mean... It was kind Same. of left in a way that sort of was like, ooh, is she dead? Is she not dead? And when I listened, I was a bit not like, dead. of course she's not dead. Like, she's one of the main characters. They're not going to kill her off like that. But it was a very good scene. I'm not saying it wasn't good. I'm just saying that, of course, she isn't dead. Like, they're not going to kill her like that. Not, not at the end of Time War 3, anyway. If no. they kill her off like that in Time War 4, that would make more sense to me. Hmm. So, I mean, Don't give anybody, them any ideas. <laughs> is anybody going to die? Do we think? Oh, that's a good question. I have some thoughts about this. I do yeah. also, but I don't know how spoilery it'll be. Uh, I think if anybody's going to die, it's going to be Lila. Is my gut instinct. That's interesting, because she is one of the few people I'm like, oh no, she's not going to die. I mean, we do canonically have a death yeah. story for her yeah. in the Big Finish canon. Now they yeah. contradict themselves left, left right, and center. It's not in Gallifrey. You could very easily hand wave, oh, the time war has changed the timelines. This mm -hmm. isn't the case anymore. Yeah. But there's also, has anyone heard uh, the original time war series, not Gallifrey time war, just the War Doctor stuff? Yeah. Um, uh, only the first series of it. Right. So Leela's in one of those. Yeah. And she's very, very good in it. If you haven't heard it, I highly recommend it. Um, she will make you cry. Like, she made them cry while they were recording it. So, yeah, she's very, very good in it. So I won't spoil what happens in it, but we have... It's very much... Leela has left Gallifrey, left the Time War. Well, she's not left the Time War because she's still very much involved in it. But basically, she thinks that everyone on Gallifrey is, I quote, gone. Everyone that she knew on Gallifrey is gone, is the line. But Leela survives. And that's not happened within the Gallifrey timeline yet. No. The the things that lead up to that. So I think the things that lead up to that might happen in this one. I think it has to be addressed is my Yeah. We kinda need this to dovetail with the War Doctor stuff somehow. Either they've got to 
to honour that or they've got to retcon it in some way. I think if they do contradict themselves, uh, I'll be a little bit disappointed in that. It kind of feels like something that you know, that Big Finish used to do when, when their catalogue wasn't as large. You know, that would be an interesting question to ask Nick. You know, does anybody have a big database of what's happened to what character? Or is it all in Sue Cowley's head because she listens to everything? <laughs> so, all hail Sue yeah. Cowley, honestly. All hail Sue Cowley. So, what I will say there is... All of this like time war stuff, they're kind of grouping it together, and I don't know if it was announced at the same time. So I do think I'm not sure if there is like some grand master plan, but I do think there is some plan. Like there is, there must be an overall plan. So I I don't think they're going to be contradicting that, but they might end up contradicting, you know, like Leela's companion Chronicle End, which are unbelievably brutal. They're just painful. I don't think the Time War stuff can be worse. I haven't listened to either of them, but I do know what happens behind both of them. And both are very angsty, so... They're just relentlessly bleak. I don't know, I've listened to both of them, I think, and yeah. I'm in favour of retconning them. But yeah, so I... If I think anyone is gonna die, well... They could kill off Brex. They could do that very easily because Brex keeps getting killed off and keeps coming back. That's like, he's like the master with it, right? Like, gets killed and then turns up next season with no, like, with sort of a loose explanation, maybe. And you don't really question it because, like, yeah, that's just... It's just Brex. It's just Brex, right? Let's, uh, let's take a moment here to point out that there was a moment in time when the master was supposed to be the doctor's brother. Yeah. We cannot have another Braxis someone else theory. <laughs> no. no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying know, that yeah. the the uh, the coming back to life trait deserves to be shared with the master. That's all. <laughs> someone else I think is in danger is Narvin. Yes, he's fine. He he is the Gallifrey character, right? He's like that fine. Gallifrey is his thing. He's been on other things, but but Gallifrey is is. The Narvin show. I mean, it's also the Leland Romana show, but but that's like his thing. And I think making some kind of, I mean, having him die would be a very time war ending. I mean, to me, the time war thread of Gallifrey, the time war era of Gallifrey started before Time War One, right? It started immediately after season six, mm-hmm. yep. and what happens at the end of season six is Narvin accidentally laying the groundwork for the Time War. Mm-hmm. So yep. it would be sort of circular, yeah, yeah, uh, for Narvin to be the one who ends it through some heroic act of sacrifice. But he's beaten the odds this whole time. I know. Like every Narvin trope says, this is a character who should die nobly and heroically as part of his his redemption cycle and he beat that so many times that i don't want it i don't want to lose no. our boy i know same i will I'm be very very almost, sad about it but yeah i'd almost rather he die than regenerate i same, that's the thing honestly, like yeah. i'm not entirely sure he'll like mm. die die i think like they could have it end with him regenerating and or at least sort of it being implied oh he's about to regenerate and i'm just I can't imagine anyone other than Sean playing Narvin because yeah. he just he does it so well. 
right? He's like, maybe... It's kind it's of like, maybe... you can't really picture anyone other than Miles playing Brax, right? Like, yeah. It's... Yeah. But even which, more so. Which like, is why he's honestly, regenerated could... into himself. So... Yes. I would have an easier time accepting a Brax played by someone else than yeah. I would a Narvin not played by Sean Carson. Yeah, same, honestly. That said... Narvin is the kind of character you can imagine having an intense degree of regenerative stability. He is who he is. He knows who he is. Like hell is he going to regenerate into anybody else but him. So oh, good. He could regenerate into another Sean Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> we could I mean, we're Lila making could some be big like, assumptions. But about... you look you look so different, Narvin. <laughs> and he's like, "Eh, the voice is the same. It's all fine." <laughs> I mean, we are making a lot of assumptions about Nervin's ability to regenerate here, but... Yeah, yeah. The whole thing about, you know, the whole, like, you know, the time war was started by Narvin and then the whole circular thing. I'm just wondering whether they're going to tie something into... Are we going to have Narvin somehow be involved in the creation of the moment? Well, there's, is it Seasons of War charity anthology that's like an unofficial one, but is kind yeah. of like given the nod by a lot of people who are involved. There is one where basically Narvin is going to be the one with the moment and like passes it on pretty much. Yeah, so, you know, I do wonder whether that's going to be the case. Yeah. And if so, do we get a Billy Piper? Kind of? <laughs> They're not above doing this stuff. She is not on the cast list, but... But she has been in other Big Finish stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would would be another good circular thing, because, you know, we have Narwin with Project Alpha. That's the earliest we've ever seen him. Mm -hmm. So if you kind of came back to that... Well, Erasure, but... That's true. Erasure (laughs) first. No. No. Project Alpha. Project Project Alpha is before. Because, Because... Erasure Narvin is when he's with the CIA. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yes, yeah. And so is Quantum Possibility Narvin wherever he is in the timeline. <laughs> Quantum Possibility Narvin sounds like an action figure variant, and I would buy it. <laughs> Big finish. If you're listening, give me a Narvin figure, please. <laughs> yeah, just you know, yeah, Eagle Moss. This this is a thing that you do now. No, none of this, the Seventh Doctor is in Gallifrey now. Nonsense. None of us believed that, Big Finish. Not one. <laughs> okay. Here's, here's something I think we should do. If you were writing Time War 4, the, give us the realistic version of what you would do with it and the, the I have absolutely no restrictions and this is just for fun version of what you would do with it. I've already said. They're all living on a farm together, happily ever after. Brax gets understandably bollocked, um, and then they'll get married and everyone's fine. And Narvin's, you know... Um, and Narvin's supplying, Yeah, Narvin's supplying free-range eggs to Marks and Spencers. <laughs> <laughs> Narvin's Happy Egg Company. Yeah. <laughs> Something about the eggs... Specifically, Sir Marks and Spencer, just... That's a ridiculous part of it for me. <laughs> the rest of it, sure, I can accept that. I'm good with that. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I don't believe that they'll survive, so, you know. 
Yep. And now talking about Brexit. The, the OT4 are the chickens. <laughs> uh, I mean, how much experience does he really have? <laughs> hey, if they could do it in Big Brother, then, you know. True. How hard can it be? Can all of this be happening on Davidia? Uh, uh, except. Except that that when because you know like chickens dry up eventually and stop laying, um, you know that um, that it's Leela who has to like end a chicken. I don't know. I'm not because Narvin can't bring himself to do it. (laughs) I think they would just let them uh, live until they died a natural death. To be honest. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Sunset. Nervin's Sunshine Sanctuary for sad chickens. <laughs> and do you think he has a like like a favourite one like like Gonzo and the Muppets? <laughs> Can't remember what's Gonzo's chicken called. Um, God knows. Carmilla. Camilla. Camilla. That's of yeah. yeah. It is. <laughs> I can't believe my brain knew the answer to what is the name of Gonzo's chicken. Listen, somebody asked in the group chat the other day. If Brax had ever said the word birthday, and I knew the answer, <laughs> and you knew what episode, to and say I knew what episode well. it was in, and I knew the context of the conversation. Right. So I, if I, anyone I... is embarrassed about things that they can remember, <laughs> it probably should be me. <laughs> I do think this thing you were talking about, Jane, with the how would we write it and how well with the we can go hog wild with it scenario B. That's a very good thing. Um, <laughs> I might need a second to think about it, so if you want to go first. I think the reason I gravitate tor- so much towards my girl Trey is that I tend to fixate on all the dropped plot lines in Gallifrey. Um, I am a... I was having a conversation with Scar the other day, right? They were saying, like, the parts of media that they're not interested in, they just want to pretend don't exist and listen to something else or watch something else. I want to fix it. I have a very strong fix-it-fic gene. (laughs) So, like, Helen and Lucas and Trey, all these characters, Winter, right, who had terrible fates or who just got forgotten about. Also, I want to do maybe. something about it. Anna's right. I was waiting for like, that. Like, <laughs> my... Uh, which is what my piece in the Gallifrey Charity Anthology is about. Um, so, given the opportunity, that is kind of what I'd want to tackle. There's somebody more recent, too. Is it Pluto, Plutus, Plutus? I don't... Did he have an unfair fate? I forget. Anyway. Do you mean Eris? Um, possibly. No, there's... I mean, Eris went off uh, to just have it alive, not in the Time War, right? I don't know. I, I, I've um... only listened to the Time War stuff once, uh, is what I'm going to reveal here. Uh, I am planning to have a full re-listen before Time War 4, though. Yeah, same. I know we're not meant to do re-listens, but like yeah, but it's gonna, gonna be get... like a million years before. Yeah, I think we it's gonna be like two or three years before we actually get to the time war stuff. So I'll have forgotten that stuff. But yeah, so in my ideal time war four, honestly, I think I'd go to 
they changed the entire timeline once just to get rid of the Civil War and the Dogma Virus, and this is way worse. Um, and also, that was kind of a cheap plot point to begin with. Like, we can just reset it. Literally everyone in the fandom had thought of that. So, I don't know. I want to make it all not have happened, or, or, like, actually address the stuff there, right? What if we said, hey, resetting everything the first time was a bad idea, we should have actually dealt with the problems we had then, instead of making ourselves new problems, <laughs> right? Which would actually represent some character growth of, you can't just snap your fingers because things aren't working out. And I know that's sort of, you're snapping fingers to avoid snapping fingers, but it's more like going back and taking responsibility the first time. Like, I wanted us to actually put in the hard work to cure the dogma virus, for example, um, and rebuild Gallifrey and all of that. So having a timeline where that's what they do, where Romana says, so much of what happened during my presidency happened because I was looking to do things the fast way and not the right way. And let's have a timeline where we actually do it the slow, difficult, correct way. Which also has some- means some good growth for Narvin, who, like, that's sort of the two of them meeting in the middle of their ideologies, right? Mm. Um, yes, so that would be the version of the farm that I want. The version of the farm that I want is a Gallifrey- maybe an Axis world, maybe a- paradox machine, right? However they get to a version of that time and, like, hunker down and commit their resources to curing the virus and rebuilding Gallifrey and, like, slowly but steadily making something good again. That is, that would be my realistic version of how we have an ending better than everybody does. <laughs> they would no longer be in the prime universe then i'm okay with that yeah it's no, prime in just, our hearts just, yeah just clarifying yeah. so, so yeah, like yeah. season five but good <laughs> season five yes. but less slaves <laughs> or right like and yeah they're about sorry i had to make the joke i've had it in my head for like two minutes the total fantasy one, which we didn't make it didn't make it onto the recording the first time around, is they go back and save my girl Trey. They live in the Matrix in the beautiful little paradise she has built in her Matrix bubble, you know, keeping an eye on the Dalek invasion force and again raising chickens, and she gets to go be president of Gallifrey. That's and she gets to rescue Lucas and Helen and all those other people. <laughs> there you go. That's my that's my wish fulfillment one. <laughs> And she isn't mean to Nervin in the process. She's... That wasn't... You do this on purpose to me, Fincibald. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that's not my girl. <laughs> I know, but it's funny. I know. <laughs> Alright, somebody else give your perfect world. You know how after season three a thing they had been working on was sort of this idea of, of the OT for not 
all of them, but... Fub watches? Yes, fub watches. I'm not sure if it's like my ideal world, but I think it would be very interesting if they did it at this point, right? I'm, mm. I really like your idea, Jane. Honestly, I feel like that's kind of my ideal when you said it. I was just sitting there the entire time like, yes, I want this. I need this in my life. Give it to <laughs> me, please, someone. But I do also... I like the idea of fub watches, maybe. Um, I, I, I'd at least like to sort of see them return to it because I want to know how that was going to turn out. And maybe it can... I have this sort of pet head cannon um well no if ruana and company survive the time war i like the idea of them creating this sort of little enclave of other gallifreyans who have survived where they could sort of like trying to save what remains of their their culture and their their people and just their their technology their everything where, where, right, right, they're just sort of trying to to save what can be saved, and and it's not, you know, it's not a pretty ending. Um, like it's not, it's not, you know. And then they survived, and they got this little happy bubble where everything was fine because it's, it's, you know, everyone there is is someone who survived the time war, and and everyone is kind of a little bit broken in their own way, but they're all just kind of like grouping together and and understand this and try to just make it as make it as good as they can that's kind of my ideal ending the new Alderaan solution Something I mean like I was going to yeah. say Maximaderas yeah yeah <laughs> the OG plan for Maximaderas before the Dindum got involved if you don't know what that means you should go and listen to Benny from the beginning please from the beginning I know it's a long slog I promise it's worth it you can skip somewhere of love. Please, skip, please somewhere of love. <laughs> skip some of love. You always say yes. And also, have you heard also, it? I am entirely no. validated. I, I, I haven't. Right, don't. Yeah, I, yeah, don't. But, but I, I, I'm not highly motivated to, just to go on the big Finnish website and just buy it. But but yeah, no, I just I like this idea of them making this little sort of safe haven. But also, I wouldn't be unhappy about the fub watches. And that would be good if sort of they wanted to do like a, a, a sequel, another Gallifrey. You know, have it take place like 10 years later when they somehow one of them gets unfub watched and then has to track down the others and unfub watch them. And then they kind of have to like find out what happened to Gallifrey. If you fub watch a Leela, does she become a Time Lord? <laughs> Or does she just have amnesia in this scenario? <laughs> I mean, she could become... I, I suppose, like, if a, if the Chameleon Arch works on humans, could it just make her, like, any species? Yes, but Time Lord is the funniest. It is. <laughs> well, I mean, so in, in, in a similar vein to this, you know, I think it should be written in that circular fashion that, you know, that Narvin lays the groundwork for... Um, for the time war being ended, you know, so you know, so he creates the moment, he he gives it to he ensures that it 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 
it winds up in the in the doctor's hands. I think that I think that's really good. You know, and and, and yeah, I think it should mesh with the war doctor stuff. I I have my suspicions, like you know, I said about the Billy Piper cameo. I have my suspicions that they might not be able to resist merging it with the with the War Doctor Begins series that is being um, produced. Um, that kind of makes sense as well. Yeah, it's gone. Sorry, what were we talking about immediately? Fire. Fob watches. Yeah, sorry, fob watches. Yeah, and and you know, so so, uh, so Sophie's not on the cast list. Who? Because can we, you know, can we do something out of his memory, please? You know, I kind of really want her to to have that, even if she does. You know, even if she does stay put, and even if a charitable earth is a thing kind of just like uh, not remembering like her it's Donna is it? it's... it's it's really yeah so yeah so like if look hey if we're gonna chameleon arch leave us leave chameleon arch basically <laughs> you know but you know but well no but in yeah. reverse but you know but actually you know I do want I do want Ace to stay on Earth. I do want her to to found it's a charity uh, found the charitable earth. I even started to write a fic for this, which you all know, of basically Brax and Romana prodding her in the right direction, you know, to basically get her to go and study ecology at university, and you know, and actually prod, you know, the the way they do that is they get her to fix an alien device that basically is polluting the Earth's atmosphere. So, you know, and then that starts a, you know, starts a thought process in her head saying, hey, actually, I'm pretty good at this. You know, that's what I should do with my life. So if I had the opportunity to write one of these um, final stories, that's what I'd do with it. Romana basically going, hey Brax, that thing you did to Ace, it's really bad. Um, I can't undo it, but we can push her in the right direction. That is a very good point about Ace being another one of those yeah. disappearing plot lines that yeah, should be That should be tied out. up, but I don't think they're gonna. Um, because as far as Ace is concerned, I don't know how that's explained away. She, think, she thinks that Brax is the Doctor doesn't she regenerated so you know so basically is she yeah i think that's that's um it's it's kind of implied yeah it's kind of implied that that's what she she, I mean, she oh knows. right yeah hang on like at, yeah. at, at the after credits scene. yes yeah mm. yeah so, i was just really mad at rags at the time so i was just like yeah I, I, absolutely <laughs> get in the absolutely. bin bin now <laughs> you know i mean you know on on the one hand I mean, look, they're as bad as each other sometimes. Clearly, the doctors said to, to Brax at some point, whatever happens, make sure she's protected. And Brax has clearly come to the conclusion that, hey, this is going to end catastrophically badly. This is the way I keep my promise. I mean, also, it was inconvenient for him to have her around because... She'd seen yeah, him I think that's giving him a lot of she, credit. Because she'd sussed him, you know. So 
all, all I'm saying is there's two ways of looking at it. You know, noble intentions, appallingly executed. Um, and, oh, hey, at the same time, I've been rumbled. So, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword, isn't it? But that is absolutely what I would do with one of these plot lines. I would, she works, she works it out. Um, she, you know, she works out that they they are time lords, but not, not who they are and what they meant to. So, um, so yeah, so that that's that's what I'd do, uh, and also, stupidly, you know, if we're gonna go really wild with it. Uh, you could just go for the huge MacGuffin of um, of K nine reappears from the Axis and like takes them all away somewhere. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. There we go. That's another right. Ace and K nine. Two more people left behind. Agreed. Bring back our metal dog. <laughs> so there you go. That's what I'd do with it. Do you have any thoughts, Finn? I do. Um, and I'm not really a writer. Like I kind of I like being taken along for the ride a little bit more. Like. I'm good at predicting what's going to happen, not doing it myself, if that makes sense. Um, but I think it's already been touched on a bunch. But for me, what I really want is some Leela and Romana fix it somehow, something, some way. I don't know how, but that they, there is some kind of peace made there somehow. Um, you know, even if the thing with Leela for the War Doctor stuff happens and she never sees her again. Yeah, there's some sort of resolution made there, some kind of peace between them. Um, I mean, I would like it if there was more than that, but being realistic, I think that's what we're kind of looking at. Brax, doing his Braxis Machina thing, because of course he will. Um, Romana's in such a dire situation that I can't see... I mean, everything else he has done for Romana, I can't see him not popping in there to fix that somehow, via whatever desperate measures it requires, basically. I mean, which Irving that is, is... Oh, which one it is depends greatly. Um, I, I would like post-enemy lines Brax because I think, to me, that is also post-Escape in the Future Brax, mm-hmm. yeah. um, mm-hmm. who has sort of gone, shit, I done did some real bad stuff. Um, yeah. Probably not a good idea to keep doing that kind of thing and mm-hmm. has learned from it a little bit, I would like to think. I mean, he also deserves to suffer terribly for everything that he did because, wow, that Brax is not a nice man. So, yeah, I, I do reckon Brax is going to do something to try and save Romana. Whether he will sacrifice himself again remains to be seen. It wouldn't be the first time. It probably won't be the last that he would do something incredibly bad for himself to do for Romana. Um there are such cross purposes. She so wants to be a martyr, and she has this person who will never ever let her be. Yeah, pretty much, right? <laughs> yeah. And as far as Narvin goes, we were talking about the circular thing earlier. He has watched, like, repeatedly at this point, everyone and everything he cares about being, like, ripped away from him. And, like, he gets them back piecemeal, and then they're taken away again, and he gets them back piecemeal, and then they're taken away. And, like, he's, got, he's lost Gallifrey. Like, he has lost everything at this point. And it's his own fault, or at least he will sort of see it that way, because that's how he views things. Like, the one time he ever meddled with the laws of time, and this happened, you know, kind of reinforces it a little bit. And I mean, the thing is, if it wasn't him, it would have been something else. There's um, the Benny stuff with Ace. Where is my Ace and Narvin bonding over sort of starting the time war? 
vaccine. Give it to me, please, big finish. That is a really good box set. 10 out of 10 recommend. But, like, he's already proven that he's capable of self-sacrifice in circumstances where it is the only option to fix things. And I will be very surprised if he survives this box set. I don't want him to die, but, you know, I want him to get his happily ever after. But it's not that kind of story. And sometimes, if there are no stakes, it doesn't feel worth it as a listener. It's like if the Doctor never regenerated and just survived everything forever, there wouldn't be any stakes in the story. Because you'd just be like, oh, well, they always survive. And I'm not saying you should go the George R. R. Martin route of like just murdering everybody left, right, and centre just because you can. But there is a balance to be had there. So I don't know what shape he's going to come out of it in, but I don't think if he comes out of it, he will be himself. Anyway, Navin was right. <laughs> um, mark me down as having an emotion. Also, again, if Romana had just told them what her plan was <laughs> in the first place, none of this would have oh. happened. I Romana, know. learn to communicate. If anything comes out of this box set, can it please be Romana learns to communicate with people? <laughs> Talk to your friends. They care about you. Somebody needs to point out to her that Narvin has had way more character growth than she has. And then she'll yeah. get competitive about it and decide she needs <laughs> to have some too. <laughs> yeah, Narvin's character Romana. growth is playing with chickens. Romana's character growth is continuing to play chicken with death. <laughs> that's it send tweet whatever <laughs> <laughs> another thing that I'm I'm interested in seeing is how much are they going to link it to the sort of the TV stuff it's like you were talking about Chris with, with the moment right but we have seen bits of the time war mm-hmm. on screen mm-hmm. I don't know you know because everything that we've heard in Gallifrey so far has been early time war, really. Or that's the impression that we've had. And the eight stuff is a lot deeper into the time war, you know? Um, you know, or it gets a lot deeper into the time war. And the war doctor stuff is like slap bang in the middle of the time war. It's the time lords raising the dead and all of that, you know, to refill their ranks and and all that kind of stuff. I mean, only the monstrous is kind of the beginning of the end, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's put, yeah. All, you know, meanwhiles and neverwheres and all of that kind of stuff is, you know, in, in the war, that's so, so good. It's, it's so well done. So, yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how far they go. I, I get the feeling that this is pushed on a bit. Pushed on from the very start. Uh, I, it wouldn't surprise me if it's, if, if that's the case. But not that far, you know. Just thinking about it, I don't think Big Finish will want to like paint themselves into the into the corner that way. They did that with the Warmaster because they thought they were only going to do one, you know. So like, only the good is kind of like a bit weird. It suffers a bit because of that. I don't think I have anything else to say that doesn't involve spoilers. So, do you have anything else, Jane? I can't believe I. Like, I knew that something happened with Romana at the end of that episode, but I did not remember that. <laughs> Maybe you should re-listen to it. Maybe. So, what it says is, Romana is lost to the time war, though Leela and Narvin still fight to survive. A resistance caught between Resilon's fury and the Dalek Emperor's mania have a desperate plan to stop the conflict. Everything ends. 
and for some, on Gallifrey, the time war will soon be over. 4.1. Deception. As the resistance gathers, Leela and an unknown ally embark on a rescue, and there are traps for the unwary inside the vortex. Meanwhile, on Gallifrey, Livia and Mantis are at odds, seeking to protect themselves as Resilon's grip tightens. It reads like a Star Wars scroll. <laughs> it does. It really does. And I kind of want to make that that image just... <laughs> one of the things I will say, this one is a Lisa McMullen one, which I'm really excited about for a number of reasons. But Lisa McMullen's written quite a few very good ones. Mm -hmm. So I am hype about that. So, you know, the way the introductory blurb reads is very much akin to what I was saying about about the moment. The resistance caught between Rassilon's Fury and the Dark Emperor's Mania have a desperate plan to stop conflict. That just reads, hey, let's create a sentient weapon, basically the ultimate sanction. So it's possible. That, that, that makes that whole idea a lot more plausible. Who are Leela and the unknown ally going to rescue? And who is the unknown ally? I want it to be Eris. It probably won't be, but I want it to be Eris. That would be cool, though, because that's kind of what Eris was going for. I do like the idea of it being a returning character. Yeah. It probably be won't Anos. be. Don't. Don't give me false hope. It won't be. It's going to be Anos. <laughs> Anos is back. <laughs> I do like the idea of it being a returning character, though. Mm. I mean, it's probably going to be a new character, but... I feel like in the last few back sets we'd have a lot of new sort of one-off characters. Yeah. That kind of, you know, were there for a moment and they were actually kind of interesting, but we didn't really get to sort of see them a lot. So it would be nice to just get a bit more of, of anyone, really. I'm also really pleased that we are returning to the politics. Yes. More politics, less running. That was what was so good about Time War 1, wasn't it? Time War 2. Oh, it was both of them. Yeah. And we yeah. got a little bit of politics in Time War 1 as well. Time War 1 just really sort of felt like we were trying to take it back to more of the feel of early Gallifrey, which was good. I mean, mostly my thing about Eris is like one of the pictures that they've used has the guy who plays Eris in it. So, hey, maybe it will be. But yeah, that one's going to be fun because that one's about um, Time Lords having PTSD. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's going to be a fun episode. Yeah, joy I joys. mean, anything really with Time Lords having emotions is, it's it's new because we don't get to see that a lot, so it's yeah. really interesting. Probably a good thing, Narvin's not there. <laughs> I'm a little bit sad though that it seems that they're kind of splitting up Leela and Narvin. Yeah. Um, because we've kind of, for the last few bug sets, the, the, the team has been split up, right? I was kind of thinking, I mean... I don't want to get too much into my opinions on Time War 3 because we're going to get there eventually. But I was kind of sad that when they finally found Leela, they immediately brought out Romana. Right, like I would have liked yeah. there to be at least one story where they were all together. Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying about the uh, wanting some kind of resolution for Leela and Romana. Let me just skim through the Vortex thing again to see if there's anything I've missed. I know we haven't got to the episode yet, but... Dad Narvin. I know. Dad Narvin. I'm really excited to talk yeah. about Dad yeah. Narvin. 
I mean, the thing with the, the with the Leela one is that like we can't really talk about that one until we know more about it, really, because yeah. they could be going yeah. in so many different directions with it. I am just, you know, mm-hmm. very excited to have more Gallifrey, even if it is the end of Gallifrey. And who is the old mentor? Is it someone we know or someone we don't? 4.2 is Dissolution by Lou Morgan. With young Rayo in tow, Narvin looks for respite in an ancient vault hole and turns to an old mentor for help. But a Dalek has been hunting him through space and time, and it will not give up his trail so easily. I am concerned. I know. For one son mm. and his son. And I am so excited for dead Narvin. Yeah. Right? Like, it's... I mean, again, Time Lords having emotions, but specifically Narvin having emotions? Yes, good. And also, um, Lou Morgan being like, I was really excited to write a story with Narvin at the heart of it. Yes, good. Good. Like, yes, you, you, I'm glad it's someone who also, you know, appreciates Narvin. Yeah. Because mm. he, like, genuinely likes him as a character and gets that the thing about him is the character development. He's such a good character and yeah, written by a person who, who knows that and who appreciates him. You can get such good stories with him. Narvin's a good, even when he's not. He's not good yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also, I'm kind of hoping we'll see a bit more sort of, I mean, we know a fair bit about Narvin at this point, but we haven't heard that much about his backstory. Yeah. I mean, not his, but, but like his childhood, right? Like we are talking about paternal Narvin here. Maybe we'll sort of see a little bit of, of his, well, we won't see it, I think, but we might get to hear him talking about being a child or being young. Hmm. Um, which I really hope we do, because, I mean, I think a lot of people in the fandom have very strong headcanons about it at this point, but that's because we don't know all that much about Narvin's sort of early life. So, no. I mean, any scraps we can get beneath. I will say as well, Lou Morgan is the one who wrote Nevernor, which was the second episode of the last box set, which was very good. It was. It was very good, yeah. Yes, I would like to know who the old mentor is, so excited about that. Same. Let's hope it's not Glower, because... <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you imagine oh if it were, God, though? That would be a callback. <laughs> who played Glower? It was um, the same person who played Flinkstep. Oh, yeah. Is the only thing I remember. Yeah. Played the Monan in the first episode as well. Daniel Hogarth plays the Grell. Good fact. Yeah. Good fact. He plays the girl. That's okay. And the Cromon as well. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, 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 gross. I, I, I'm sorry. It sure was an episode. He was in Blood Tide as well, which is another good one. I'm really struggling to stay on this page in the um. In Thin Vortex, because there's this goblin just staring at me. <laughs> and no, it's not Braggs I'm talking about. I was going to say. Also staring. <laughs> I mean, the two little goblins are just sitting there, like, looking at you. And Braggs is also looking at you. And I can't take it seriously for some reason. Is, is That's the Ravenous, isn't it? Quite possibly. Actually, Chris, do you want to give us a, a quick rundown of the Ravenous? Because I haven't listened to most of that stuff yet so the ravenous are originally a time lord fable oh we know how well that goes <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like hey you know it's great and the watchmaker 
Yeah, and the Watchmaker. The idea is that basically, like Time Lords are at the top of their evolutionary chain. Time Lord isn't really afraid of anything else on Gallifrey. It's like pig rats, pig bears. They're not bothered. The idea is that the Ravenous are Time Lord predators. They feast on Artron energy. The Ravenous are from another universe, a pocket universe. The way the Ravenous enter our universe is basically um, to take a Time Lord at the point of regeneration and eat their way through them into the Prime Universe. Delightful. And they talk like this and they're <laughs> so hungry. Yeah, pretty <laughs> awful, really. So there you go, potted history of the Ravenous. And I'm pretty sure that I've read somewhere that they're coming back in this set. Yeah, they're on the yeah. cover. Yeah, and on the, on the cast list. So that's going to be fun. Having not listened to anything with them, I'm glad you gave me a little bit of a, a rundown there, because, I mean, usually Big Finish are good at making it so you can understand what's going on, even if you haven't listened to every box set, but... As long as it's not on shuffle. Yeah, if you do that, like, I cannot recommend it. It's <laughs> not a good idea. Possibly entertaining, but, but yeah, no, I, I am very excited for a very sort of Narvin-focused episode. And also... Again, in this Vortex article that just came out recently, uh, Lou Morgan, the writer, says, I love the way Gary Russell's erasure contrasts the younger and more mature version of Narvin. Mm. So I was trying to nod towards that a little in the mix as well. And Chef's Kiss. Yeah. Again, like, good. someone yes. who who appreciates Narvin, writing mm. Narvin, is really well, appreci good. Appreciates his character development. Yeah. I will say this thing that, like, Sean is in, in this article was talking about having everyone back together. I don't think it's going to be in this episode. I think it's going to be more towards the end of the bug set. It's the last one, I think. But it's the last yeah, one. I think so too. But it still it gives me hope that we are going to see some right a few scenes where everyone is together. Some sort of closure as well, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Intergalactic Fleetwood Mac. I know. Is yeah, the description he used? Someone please draw it. Please. So corny. Sean, <laughs> please. One thing I will say about these sort of first two, it sounds a lot like we're going to get to see a little bit more of, of sort of how the time war is affecting the universe. Yes. And while I do miss the politics, I'm also glad that we kind of get to see a bit more of the consequence of the politics. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the time, right, not a lot of the time, but I have felt like in some of the recent stuff, maybe like some of the first time war stuff, there was definitely a lot happening, a lot of sort of big things happening, but we only really got to see how it was affecting things on sort of the the scale of of Gallifreyan politics. And in Time War Three, we got a lot more of seeing like how was this actually affecting the rest of the universe, and yeah. I really liked that. We've had a bit of that outside of Gallifrey in the eight stuff we definitely had it in the war master stuff yeah and the war doctor stuff as well right. yeah like what i'm what i'm just thinking of is in um night of the doctor mm -hmm. we we have this scene where is it she's called kes isn't Cass. she yeah. yeah yeah um right like she is she basically sort of says like what's how can you tell the difference between a time lord and a dalek yeah and like, I like when we get to see, you know, how did it get to that point where that's yeah. what the rest of the universe think about the Time Lords? One thing we haven't talked about, just but really quickly before we move on to the Romano and Brax episode. Narvin and Leela both think they've lost Romano, right? Mm-hmm. 
they're going to be dealing with that through that whole thing for sure, right? Like that's. I hope so. Yeah, because that's not usually the way round that it goes. I mean, maybe maybe Navi's just named a chicken after him. That's how he's <laughs> dealing with it, you know. A thing I want and hope we'll get is Leela finding out the truth about what Definitely, happened to Romana. Yes. And if they do sort of play out that scene of her confronting Narvin about it, I really hope that, I mean, obviously she deserves to be angry about it because that was hella not cool. Um, but I hope it's not played in like a, oh, now they're really hostile towards each other way. Because I will say this, sorry, small little rant. I was not a huge fan of how in Time War 3 Leela was very hostile towards Narvin and Romana, which I'm sure we'll get to eventually when we listen to that, but I just it felt very emotionally unsatisfactory to me. Because, you know, we've spent this whole sort of two box sets building up to them being reunited and then Leela was just like, actually just leave. Anyway, I'm not gonna get into that. I really want to see it, you know, being played out as a like this is a complex situation and they have complex feelings about it. It's not just anger. Yeah, I'm definitely on board with that. 4.3 Beyond by David Llewellyn. Romana met her fate on Unity, but Braxito isn't ready to give up on her. In a forbidden realm, he offers one last hope to escape the chaos of a universe at war. First, they must enter the Beyond and confront the ghosts and monsters within. Oh boy, am I excited for this one. Oh boy, am I excited for this one. A forbidden realm? A pocket universe? Uh, the Matrix? Dante and Virgil? Wow. Is the thing that I am like, oh my god, at the most, I think. <laughs> that that's the uh, the inspiration for it. Wild yeah. hype. I'm, I'm so, like... All of, all of my favourite Time War stories have been... David Llewellyn's, yeah. like, like all of what he's written for Time War have been episodes that I've loved, and when I saw that he was writing a Romana and Brex focused story, um, we all know that I am trash for that ship, but also not even in a, like a shipping it way. I just really like their dynamic. I am so hyped for this story. I am so excited to see where they take it, and I, I don't think I'm going to be disappointed. And because it's just the two of them as well, there's an awful lot of conversations to be had there. Yep. Yeah. I really hope we get to see... I mean, there are so many conversations that I want them to have, and I think we are going to get some of them. But I also hope that we get a little bit of... Do you know that dynamic in the early stuff, where there was just this sort of ease between them? Yes. I could kind of see them sort of slipping into that out of habit. And also because they're both stressed to hell, yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? Like, if you are really stressed and someone that at some point in your life you have trusted and you've cared for, you know, if they're there in that situation, you're just going to be leaning on them. And even if, you know, you were, even if you're not really that close anymore, even, I mean, the last time they saw each other was Soldier Obscura, at mm. least if they're happening in the same order here. Even if that's sort of the baggage that they have, I think that you're still going to be sort of slipping into that. I mean, I've said it before, Romana defaults to Brax means help. Brax is here, that means it's going to be okay. You know, we yeah. saw that in spirit, and we see it over Ooh. and over again through the show. I can talk to Brax. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that Romana, like, whatever has happened to her, it's not good. Nope. I mean, even on the cover, she looks like she's a ghost, right? Like, Yeah. I mean, she's even wearing her old clothes. 
I don't I don't really have anything to say about this one other than I'm really really excited. One thing I have to say that I'm excited about is what we've talked about sort of the what Finn has dubbed the Brex ex machina. You know, when, when Brex swoops in and saves the day out of nowhere. They've used it a few times. It it happened like four times in enemy lines. Yeah, it was great. Like, that That's was why I started entire, calling it that. Yeah, like that was everything Brex did in that one was just showing up and saving saving the day in his own little way. And mostly saving Romana. Yeah, mostly saving Romana. Right, or I mean, even just, you know, season three. That's a that's a classic Brex ex machina right there. But they've done it so many times where he pulled it off and made it look easy. I really want to see the legwork. Mm. Like, I want yeah. to see, you know, how at this point he's barely pulling it off. Or, you know, that, like, or even, you know... That he doesn't? Romana has saved herself plenty of times. I feel like, to me, the ideal scenario would be Brex tries to save her, it doesn't work out, and now she has to save both of them. Oh, I am so here for that. I am very here for that. Getting to see that sort of trope of the series actually sort of played out, rather than just be like, oh, and then Brex showed up and saved her, I guess. It, it, I, yeah, I want to see it be difficult. Yeah. Because if not now, when? Well, given all of the stuff that they're saying about it being the end of the show... If not now, never. Yeah, exactly. Just excited about having the pair of them, having that two-hander. Yeah. For a whole episode. It's going to be like that Eight and the Master <laughs> one. Eight and the Queenie. No hype. So yeah, it'll be interesting. And on that note, 4.4 Homecoming by Matt Fitton. Rassilon receives an ultimatum from an envoy of the Dalek Emperor, while Leela and Narvin return with a dangerous strategy to end the Time War. All roads lead to Gallifrey. For some, this is where the fight will end. Don't like that! Do not like that! Is the envoy of the Dalek Emperor Romana? That would be wild. Yeah. <laughs> well, she is unit... 117. <laughs> I like the dramatic pause there, but he... Romana is unit... Unity 117. No, more like she is unit now. Like, yeah. That's why they're not showing up in New Who anymore. Romana took over and. Romana took over unit. That, that, that would. Oh, big finish. Can can we can we have Romana and Kate and Osgood, please? <laughs> Shindy can stay. Nothing's sad till it's over, then everything is. Mm hmm. <laughs> So yeah, so th this is all I can think of, that this is where we've come full circle and face to face with things like the moment and something being put in, in motion, you know, that ties into the, um, the War Doctor Begins stuff. But look, Scott said that he's not doing any more that, and that they're going to tie up his tenure on Gallifrey, but that if somebody wants to do it further down the line, that they're going to do it in a manner that they'll be able to. So what that means, I don't know. Yeah, I think, you know, when we were talking about Narvin regenerating. No. And that's why I kind of think they're not going to kill him off permanently, because if they do, I mean, right, like, he's not going to have that option of, you know, someone else can just pick up, because Gallifrey without Narvin wouldn't be Gallifrey, you know? Yeah. But I didn't want to say that we were talking about it because Jane was here, and Jane is avoiding spoilers, not because yeah. she's Jane. Like, yeah. Don't yeah. worry. But yeah, when, when Jane was talking about all of that kind of stuff, and I was like, they've literally said they might be writing, but not writing people out, and I'm like... Mm. Yeah. 
I just I'm I really hope that we get some scenes with all of them with with Marvin and Leela and Romana and Brex. I hope we get right. I I just I don't want it to all have have them all come together in you know the second to last scene. Yeah. I hope we actually get them you know ideally meeting up at the start and being like you know sitting down and planning what they're gonna do and just you know if if there's some room there for them to actually have interactions between all of them because it's been a while since we've gotten to see that. Yeah. I want Narvin spluttering over the appearance of Brax again. <laughs> I know. And I also mean, I, Romana. I, I suppose, like, a lot of the structure of the Time War box sets have been honing in on one character and giving them their own little solo adventure. Yeah. So, you know, if they want to stick with it and and keep doing that and have it be more, you know, we've got Team Neela and Larvin. <laughs> <laughs> Your favourite characters, Leela and Marvin. Yep. <laughs> if we have Team Marvin and Leela over here, and we have Team Romana and Brex over here, and they sort of meet up, that would be typical of these box sets. Mm. I just hope, since it is, you know, the grand finale, we get a little bit more of them together. Yeah. Also, Yo and Morris is doing the music. So hype about that. <laughs> Do we have anything else we want to say about this, other than... Please don't kill my favourites, which is don't all of them. Don't kill good boy. Um, yes, I am extremely excited for this. I am excited and terrified. Excitified. You could say I'm nerving. <laughs> uh, that's it, I'm changing my uh, Twitter handle. That's it, no. nerving. <laughs> I mean, please do. Please do it. Nerving for Narvin. Uh, really excited. I'm kind of nervous. It's, it's going to be so weird not having Gallifrey to look forward to. I mean, that's happened a few times before since I started listening, but still. Mm -hmm. It's been a while since we didn't know if we were ever going to get any more Gallifrey. It sure has. I feel like if anything was ever going to be the last, the last, this might be it. Didn't we say that about season six? <laughs> oh, we, we did. I thought so at the time. Mm. We, we thought so after intervention. Well, we didn't think so after intervention, that's because we knew. But, you know, after enemy lines, there was also that, oh, you know, are we going to get more? We don't know. Yeah. But I feel like since they've now sort of started touching on the time more stuff, I think if they are ever going to abandon it, this might be it. Yeah. And if they do, I hope they don't, like, completely abandon everything, you know? Like, if they... It would be nice if we got to see a bit of the characters again somewhere else. For the 20th anniversary. Maybe. Exactly, that's coming up in three years. Yeah, I think this is going to be the end, but also, I don't want to go. You have been listening to The Pod of Rassilon. Thank you for listening, and just remember, no matter what happens, that's what fanfiction is for. We will be back. It's been a crazy time in the world, and for us personally, lately. I can't even tell you how much different personal level stuff I've had since the last episode we recorded. Never mind my country falling apart. So we're sorry that it's been a while since we last recorded a regular episode. We are planning on doing that soon. And in the meantime, we hope you enjoy this mini episode and peace, everybody. Romana is the president and Narvin's loud in his descent and Leela has wise things to say and they all live on Gallifrey. Braxy is a garbage man, Castellan Winter needs a hand and Ace is in the CIA and they all
sempre